This is Cover 2, a podcast on the Cleveland Browns. Hit! Browns are going to win! Mayfield, end zone, Landry, touchdown! With Dan Kadar and Browns beat writer Nate Ulrich of the Akron Beacon Journal and Ohio.com. With Steve Dorshuk from the Canton Repository. Browns fans, now cover two, a podcast on the Cleveland Browns. Hello, everyone. This is George Thomas from the Akron Deacon Journal, along with Steve Dorshuk from the Canton Repository, Nate Ulrich from the Akron Deacon Journal, and last but certainly never least, Marla Reidenauer from the Akron Deacon Journal. We're all coming to you from First Energy Stadium after the Browns beat the Houston Texans 31-21 to in one of those, I don't know, we're not going to call that a thing of beauty, but a win is a win is a win, and it's early in the season. You know what? I harped on this all last year, and this is where I'm going to start this year. For all the money they spent on that defense, it's it's underwhelming so far, and I realize it's only two games. I didn't see much in the way of a pass rush. Um, we saw, if I'm not mistaken, the Texans convert seven of 11 third down opportunities, and there were some really huge conversions in a couple cases where we're talking 10 or more yards. Um, not pretty at all. No, I certainly um, was kind of critical in my column. Uh, I guess my biggest criticism was after Tyrod Taylor is knocked out of the game, why you didn't go after a rookie, you know, that is making his NFL debut. Um, and the only sack was by Grant Delpit, you know, like late in the game. Yeah. So I just, I mean, I realized they weren't together in the preseason, you know, there were injuries in camp, but I mean, it doesn't seem like they're showcasing their stars on D and this chemistry they needs to, they need to gel quickly. I totally agree with everything you guys are saying. George, you're right. I mean, seven to 13 third down conversions for the Texans, 53.8%. Um, Davis Mills comes in, plays a second half, rookie, rookie third round pick. Why you can't take more advantage of that, um, you know, I don't really understand, and that is a big disappointment. And, yeah, this defense really needs to to get together. We knew that it wouldn't gel right away. This was going to be a work in progress. But you want to see more progress than I think you saw today. I think uh, Joe Woods is uh, under everybody's microscope uh, right now in terms of scheming. I think uh, we can agree that um, whatever um, Miles Garrett, Jadavian, and Clowney aren't right now, that they probably are something uh, looking ahead to the big picture and that, that they can be something if the scheme is right. Now, Woods tried some different things today. Uh, in, in, the, in watching Miles Garrett uh, overall, he did not win and, and may have lost his matchup with uh, a very good and uh, very expensive left tackle, Laramie Tunsil. And, and, and to address that, for a while in the second half, they had uh, Garrett playing on the opposite side, uh, Clowney and, uh, and Garrett flip sides. And then in one of the, the key defensive plays that they did make, uh, 
uh, resulting in a sack by Grant uh, Delpit. Uh, I was was watching to see how uh, Miles Garrett did on that key rush down. He didn't rush. He dropped in coverage, and he kind of made a joke about that uh, af afterward. And it's, he did. He, Miles said he was thinking to himself, what the hell am I doing dropping in coverage? But uh, just as he was thinking of that, uh, Grant Delpit smashed into the uh, the backup quarterback and, and, and made a big play. But the point is that they're they're uh, attempting some things with, with Garrett that are different. But uh, in my view, Woods – has been uh, too conservative uh, throughout each of his years with the Browns, and he's going to have to uh, uh, take some more gambles as, as they go forward. Are you going to get a uh, at least a mildly disappointing uh, showing on the defensive side from now? But, uh, guys, I think we, are we all going to agree that 31-21 against anybody uh, is, uh, is a pretty good result, and there's much satisfaction to be taken by the Browns from that? It's, it's a good result. The problem is it's – for lack of a better analysis, it should have been more. If, if if that defense is playing more aggressively, it should have been more. I, I, does does Joe Woods have an aversion to blitzing anyone except in the, in the final moments of the game? I mean, Nate talks about him needing to take advantage of a rookie quarterback, a third-round draft choice being in there, and the perfect way to do that is you rattle his cage a little bit, and we did not see that straight away. And it's, it, it was had to be borderline frustrating for a lot of people. I know that it was on Twitter, not that I like giving a lot of credence to Twitter, but reality is reality. Mills, you know, guys, Mills was the eighth quarterback taken in the draft. It's not like he murdered the Browns. Just glancing at the stat sheet, he was eight of 18, so obviously made enough mistakes to, to matter. But, uh, yeah, uh, George, uh, to your point, uh, against a quarterback, not against a quarterback like like that. No, he should be one of the lesser guys uh, am among the struggling rookies uh, who have a chance to play right now. But for the eighth quarterback taken in this draft to succeed as much as he did uh, was disturbing. Yeah, I don't think that he murdered the Browns. And you're right, he didn't, Steve. And the stats aren't – I mean, he had a 58.1 rating. It's just – to me, if you're if you're looking at this Browns team and they don't have to they don't have to be Super Bowl ready in week two, nobody is. But you're looking at this team with all these expectations and this revamped defense and all the talent. And I think that you like in a perfect world for them not to have the Texans with Davis Mills leading them trim uh, the Cleveland lead to three points with uh, 11:32 left. I mean. You know, a 10-point victory, it is, you know, it's fine. I mean, I, I picked the score to be 34-20. Um, but the game was dramatic and, and interesting until Nick Chubb iced it there with uh, just a little bit less than six minutes left. And I think that most people, um, and I'm in this camp, would think that under the circumstances, this defense could have uh, done a better job of making things a little less thrilling uh, for most of the fourth quarter. I mean, I picked the score exactly on the nose, but I'm not thinking they're going to be playing against a third-round pick who's never seen the field. So, I mean, in a, in a sense, I feel bad criticizing the defense when that's the exact score I thought. But um, I, I still, I'm with. I, I still think we all we all agree they need to be a little more. I don't know, gamble a little bit more. I guess you got a nose. Yeah, with these tackles, 
with these tackles, can they be though? I, I, I know we were all looking at their tackles going into the season. They lost one uh, early, early in the game uh, to to an injury. But uh, the tackle rotation, regardless of what the names they plug in, they don't they don't have great names to, to plug in. That's going to be a concern until they they prove they can get the inside push. Which is one of the things that uh, Jadavian Clowney um, singled out in the in the preseason. That is, you need good tackles if you're going to be a, a great outside rusher because then you, you have to have an inside push and it's part of the problem hasn't uh, hasn't been that uh, inside push to open up things for Clowney and, uh, and Garrett fair enough should Browns fans be wary of Baker Mayfield playing with the gusto he does in a situation like he did today where he could have suffered a far more serious injury than he did to his left shoulder. Yeah. I mean, in one sense, the Browns were very unlucky today and that they're, I believe their number one emotional leader in Jarvis Landry suffered a, an MCL injury on the second play from scrimmage. So, you know, an MCL means missed games, plural, unless you're an offensive lineman. Nick Chubb missed four games with the strained MCL last season. We're going to find out more uh, coming up. He's going to have an MRI. But they, on the flip side, they did get lucky, like you said, George, that Baker Mayfield could have been a lot worse. He did not miss a snap. The left non-throwing shoulder popped in and out. And, yeah, it's just like I had flashbacks to Odell Beckham Jr. pairing his ACL on an interception return last season trying to make a tackle. Just like I know you're a competitor and you're trying to make the tackle on these interception returns, but they are just so frightening with these brown star players on offense trying to make tackles. They got very lucky. And Kavansky uh, did say after the game that Mayfield was correct to turn the Justin Reed in, inside toward the middle of the field on the interception return. So he wasn't, he wasn't knocking Baker, but obviously you don't want to see your quarterback have his shoulder pop in and out. Luckily, Marlon, excuse me, Nate, for talking over your good points, but the Marlon's going to smile at this one because she'll remember it. But uh, either Mayfield has a little uh, wild Tim Couch in him or uh, Tim Couch had a little uh, wild Baker Mayfield in him. But it was the first year of the expansion era. We were sitting in the stadium uh, at uh, at St. Louis, and uh, somebody uh, did somebody dirty on the Browns offense after – after a couch completed a pass on the left sideline, and couch sprinted to the defender and got right in his face and kind of put it, put his hands out and say, "Wow, you never see a quarterback do that." But you know, insofar as Mayfield has that streak in him, and it's not going away, you know, he'll have to regulate it. Insofar as he has that streak in him, it it can get him in trouble, and it did today. The real trouble came, I I, I think, uh, it was just an unlucky uh, um, string of events. Landry gets hurt, Beckham's not playing. Your whole play calling sequence is different. The The, the play is to um, Anthony Schwartz, the rookie, who runs the wrong route. So uh, that's, that's just a, kind of a, a tale of connectivity, I guess. Uh, you know, the hip bones connected to the knee bone throughout the offense. But uh, that, that's why Mayfield was down there in the first place. Yeah. He's throwing a pick because the play smells different and because Anthony Schwartz is uh, running the wrong route. He just stopped short on it, too. It's like Stefanski said, hey, this guy's made big plays for us. He's going to continue, but that was a mistake. 
and that's a mistake he'll learn from and won't do again. But, yeah, I do not put that interception on Baker Mayfield, of course, and the statistics that goes on. I mean, he had, a, other than that, a, I mean, a, a, a great stat line, 19-21, and 21, a career high, 90.5 completion percentage, 105 rating. Um, but, yeah, that interception on there, um, you know, goes on his record, but it was it was an Anthony Schwartz, uh, you know, tough learning moment for a rookie. Going back to Baker, why won't he slide? Hmm. <laughs> he will not slide. Why? I think he will, George. That one was the, 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 one on the left sideline in front of the Browns bench was a tweener. It was almost like, you know, if, if, if I played uh, softball for about 120 years. I, I know if you slide too late, that's when you uh, you break a leg. But uh, if he would have slid uh, in one uh, chance today, it would have been too late, and he could have hurt himself uh, worse than he did uh, you know, running out of bounds and getting uh, hit as he run out of bounds. So I, I think he has an awareness. You're right. He's going to err on the side of uh, I'm not sliding too soon. Next next topic. One when thing, Nick, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go, no, no, go ahead. I, I just, he ran out of bounds a lot today. Like He, he had eight carries like, and 10 yards, but one was the five-yard mm-hmm. touchdown run. But he did. Like you guys are saying, he was going out on the sideline all the time. They must tell guys not to like catch him on the sideline because I noticed that. Like he kept running out of bounds, and everybody <laughs> gets out of the way and just lets him crash into whatever random objects are on the sideline. So anyway, Wait. George, I, I I kind of agree with you. Like there are some dicey moments along the sideline too. I mean, that's just that. And it's, it's, it's sort of like Miles Garrett said. He puts some dirt on it, gets up, and he's cool. It's like, yeah, okay. It's, that's I, great until you break a bone. Uh, well, yeah, I don't – I mean, you got to keep in mind, though, you've already lost Landry. He's got to do everything he can to stay upright and stay healthy, health as healthy as possible after what happened. But – I mean, I also thought he sent a message just by even the way he sprinted in and out of the locker room. Like he was showing his team like, you know, this isn't going to get me down. I'm coming back out, you know, like I'm fired up. I'm going to lead this team. I, I just thought, you know, there was he was not coming out if, if unless it was, you know, something serious. We've seen a play before and that's totally his his thing. Yeah, there's no doubt that that's that that's setting a tone or an example or whatever you want to say. There's no doubt in my mind. What I'm most interested about about next week now is that does Odell Beckham Jr. put it on his shoulders to complete this comeback? You know, he's obviously not going to feel pressured. Uh, He's made that clear. But with Landry out, does that get into his mind a little bit? Like, hey, I can kind of, you know, come riding to the rescue a little bit. So. He's um, been teasing it. He's certainly been teasing it. Oh, is he, he a Twitter tease? Yeah, yeah there's, there's been some of that for sure. This well, game reminded me of uh, the, the Kansas City uh, playoff game last year uh, when uh, when they lost um, Wells on uh, in, in in the early going there. Yeah, the, the play calling and and the whole mindset and sensibility for what the offense uh, wanted to be and could be was different from that moment on. And and today it was the uh, the same thing. Uh, of, of course, starting without Beckham is what it is. We still had uh, enough to uh, to run a conventional, uh, a normal game plan, one that Stefanski was comfortable with and Mayfield was comfortable with. But I, I sensed that uh, it wasn't discomfort, but there was an acknowledgement that we're we're going to have to do things differently now that uh, Landry's not in there. And they did. They, they operated differently, and uh, the game did look different. 
and the combination of having the wrong receivers out there and Mayfield hurt uh, led to uh, Mayfield, I think, only throwing nine passes uh, in the entire second half. Who has to fill that emotional leadership void? Because say what you will, will about any other form, but that that's the one that gets in the guys' heads. So who who steps up to fill that void that, that Landry leaves, leaves on the field? Well, I think it's the guy who's sprinting in and out of the <laughs> funnel is Marlis. Right? I mean, I think he's the most natural uh, fit for that. And and not to say he isn't that already, but Jarvis, I mean, we just know when Marla wrote about the hard knock speech again recently. And, you know, that's just that's just Jarvis. He's like the personification of intensity. And and they, Nick Chubb and uh, you know, Miles said, you know, this affected the whole team. Chubb said he felt the energy drop. Uh, when Landry was hurt. So, yeah, it is something that they're going to have to be aware of because I think the emotional aspect of football with the intensity of the game is real and it is a huge factor on game day. So, you know, hey, if Beckham does come back week three, Chicago Bears here at home next Sunday, there's no doubt in my mind that everybody's going to get a little boost from that. And, uh you know, maybe maybe they can maybe they can use that as something. But yeah, I think Baker Mayfield's the guy who has to rally him. We already it. saw some of the answer though, didn't you, Nate and uh, Marlon and, and George? Uh, I mean, Felton uh, is uh, you know was drafted as a possible threat as a receiver. He played both receiver and uh, and running back in college. And today he made uh, uh, one fantastic play and another another really good one. And afterward, uh, we all heard uh, Mayfield say that uh, he challenged him to learn from Landry. He didn't mean learn how to uh, be a ball carrier from Jarvis. He meant go uh, go figure out how to run routes and specific routes to the Browns offense. So there's one guy that's going to have to step up. But if you remember last year when uh, certain guys dropped the ball, uh, May- Mayfield won't look at them for a while. Last last year it was Harrison Bryant that dropped a couple and made some bad plays. He wouldn't look at him for a while. Today we had uh, one guy, Schwartz, one in a, running a bad route that cost him. We had another guy, Peoples Jones, fumbling, uh, fumbling a ball. So yeah. that's not, not uh, you know, that's that's the kind of stuff that uh, doesn't poison Baker Mayfield against those guys. But they'll pay for it in in, in some way. And the, the way could be that uh, they'll uh, look at Felton or, or look at the tight ends or uh, or make Schwartz and Peoples Jones earn their uh, their way back into uh, Mayfield's confidence. Yeah, Steve, you're right about Felton. I mean, not just not like the emotional leader stuff, but definitely filling a void with Landry out. And and Baker did say, like, we've told Demetric, like, learn the Jarvis stuff in the playbook because that's the role, it, you know, we might need him to fill. And two catches for 51 yards and the 33-yard touchdown was one of them. So, yeah, to me, he is a guy uh, who's definitely going to be counted on more. Don't forget about Rashard Higgins. Uh, he only had four snaps in the opener. He's coming off a hamstring injury from the from training camp. Uh, two catches on two targets for 27 yards, not much. But more involvement today. Could see it ramping up. We know how much Baker likes him and trusts him. To your point exactly, Steve, when the trust is dropping off with maybe some other guys. I, I think they could also use, you know, use the tight ends more. I mean, you know, it seems like Baker's, you know, like counts, you know, can count on Njoku. You could see more from them, but that emotional part, I, I don't know. I can't see anybody. It, to me, it seems it needs to be a skill position guy or 
high profile guy. And uh, I think it almost has to be Baker uh, unless Odell can come back and rally him. So, but guys, don't you think, I mean, these guys are, of course, are the running backs, not the receivers. But don't you think there's a ton of emotion uh, coming out of uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt? I mean, uh, Hunt uh, isn't as quite as good a player as uh, Chubb, but uh, he's just as fiery. And when they needed big carries today, uh, you no know, Chubb uh, was, uh, you know, uh, breaking tackles and, uh, and making uh, all-pro uh, types of runs. So um, they, aren't, they aren't receivers, but I, I see Chubb and uh, Hunt both as really important uh, emotion-type, uh, tone-setting type guys. Hunt is, is probably more fiery, but he came awfully close to breaking a couple today. Very close to breaking a couple. And I, I really thought the, the Browns were going to break the game open with their running game because of that. I mean, one, one near touchdown or, or touchdown was saved on a shoestring tackle, basically, where, where Hunt had nothing but daylight except for the, the one defender who got him. And it's like... I like his emotion. He seems to have it finally together on the field, but he's definitely more fire than Chubb, whereas Chubb will just knock you out and just say, okay, let's go. Uh, I I'm mean, we're going read on that, George. Marla, I just want to interrupt because this is a point off of what George just said, but the point is I think that Chubb has the kind of burning fire that football players understand. So even though it's not a vocal fire, it uh, it is uh, as substantial, maybe more so than uh, what uh, Hunt gives it gives. It's simply because Kareem isn't quite as good a player. Sorry, Marlo. No, I agree with you about Chubb and Hunt. But like it was somebody the other day who said, you know, you have to say three sentences to Chubb to get him to say one. So I mean, if you need someone to rally the troops vocally, he's going to do it by the way he plays. And I do think he's electrifying enough to do that. But, you know, if you need someone to to come through with an emotional, you know, speech or something, I'd be I'd be I would love to be there if Nick Chubb pulls one of those off. <laughs> well, hey, you better have lottery numbers. that day. <laughs> Two guys talked in the locker room that we know of and addressing the team at Arrowhead Stadium after they lost. It was heartbreaking. They put so much into week one trying to, you know, avenge that loss in the playoffs. But Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry were the two guys who spoke up. You know, Miles Garrett in training camp, he said that he knows this year it's more important than ever for him to become a better leader. And so I, I think that this falls on his shoulders as well. We know we know what kind of player he is, but, you know, I think he is more, and he'll tell you, his natural tendency is to be more like Nick Chubb, to just – dominate as a player and lead by example that way and not to be as fiery and in your face as a Jarvis Landry but he is a candidate to, to kind of fill some of this void and I think it's real because Jarvis is going to miss some time and and they all talk about his leadership Baker talked about not just the plays but the leadership today he's he singled that out all right guys I think we've hit on the big points I think we all have work to do so we're going to call it an evening from First Energy Stadium with Nate Ulrich, Marla Reidenauer, Steve Dorschuk, and me, George Thomas. Have a nice Sunday. I've got fried chicken on the agenda. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs>